Episode of Switches Sites, episode 185. Uh, today's date is November 9th, 2023. Damn, this year is going quick. It is November. Um, cue that um, cue that uh, that meme song. I got green, pink, but that you name it. Cue it up, cause we almost there. Um, for those that don't know, Switch Sites podcast is a video game centered podcast, uh, solely done by your boy, um, where I just talk about video games and, uh, news and what I've been playing slash watching as well. So, um, damn, well, what's been going on? Um, happy, uh, uh, like a dragon Gaiden release day slash modern warfare three multiplayer, uh, day as well. Um, or at least later tonight. Well, the thing technically like a dragon Gaiden dropped last night and, um, modern warfare three had the early campaign, which we'll talk about later, um, that you could play early before the official release. Um, I'm assuming later tonight. So, um, yeah, other than that, um, nothing else has been, uh, been too crazy. Um, Marvel's coming out tonight. Definitely going to plan to see that maybe, you know, um, what else? I don't know. Hey, it is, it is, a is definitely a packed month for sure. Like every, pretty much every November is packed with releases and other various stuff. So it's, it's just, it's just a part of the territory. You know what I mean? It's just a part of the territory. So without further ado, um, let's stop the dilly dallying and get right into it. I never thought I would see the day, but yet I did. Uh, Grand Theft Auto has finally, finally, Grand Theft Auto 6 has finally been announced. I thought we'd see it, but we did. We did see it. Um, 
<laughs> basically an announcement of an announcement. So from, uh, this was at least initially broken by, uh, James, uh, Jason Schreier from, uh, Bloomberg, uh, in regards to, uh, rockstar planning to announce Grand Theft Auto six as early as this week. And we'll release a trailer in December, which was basically, uh, confirmed. I think the following day where rockstar, uh, themselves on Twitter, they officially announced, Hey, <laughs> Hey guys. Yeah. We're, uh, we're announcing Grand Theft Auto six. Uh, stay tuned next month for a trailer, blah, 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 blah. So pretty much that it's kind of surreal, but like, that's it, you know, um, as it's been, it's been over a decade. It's been a decade since the original, uh, fifth game in the series. That is that is crazy. But I mean, Hey, you know, that's our star. They, they, they're not going to try to push anything. They're going to take their time with it. They, they surely will. So that is, that is crazy. It has been a literal, it's been over a decade since, uh, since we, we've seen the last grand theft auto technically not obviously taking into account, you know, um, the re-releases in, you know, ports and stuff like that. So, <clears throat> it's crazy. So, uh, it is anticipated for it to be released. Uh, the trailer, um, <laughs> with that impeccable time and Jeff Keely got, uh, he was <laughs> 30 days until the game awards roughly like, I think about an hour after, uh, Jason Schreier broke that news out initially. So I think it's probably a pretty safe bet that uh we'll see this at the game awards. The actual the actual trailer itself um at the game awards next uh next month. Well yeah, pretty much about a month from now. So um hey, so that that feels like a given, at least uh, some some something to be and uh anxiously anticipating awaiting and of course you know like Rockstar's moniker with their trailers. They, they give you a lot to, they give you a lot to chew on with, with them trailers for sure. <laughs> Considering like, you know, how long we potentially are going to wait for this to come out. Um, the optimist in me would, 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 would hope next, next fall, fall, fall of 2024. But you know, uh, pr- as previously, uh, before, Rockstar has had some issues releasing their, their games on the date and time for the most part. Um, especially a game of this scale, you never know. It might be delayed as well, but, um, I, I mean, given how long it's been since the last one officially, technically, um, I don't know. They might actually, they might actually land hopefully. Um, if the proposed release date is next year, which, you know, we don't even know that yet, technically as of yet. So, you know, there is that, there is that man. It's, it's kind of like a disbelief. Cause you know, there's definitely been the tinfoil hats and people been rumoring that it was gonna, we are gonna hear something like, I think last month, but we didn't. And now we we're hearing some stuff this month. So, 
It's it's kind of, <laughs> it's kind of like the um, what is it? The boy who cried wolf in a way, um, which I don't know. It's kind of you. You could kind of put on rock stars in at to an extent. But, you know, I mean, people feverishly want Grand Theft Auto. I mean, as indicated, especially from five and uh, GTA online, which has probably been the its biggest breadwinner. So, yeah, yeah. I'm hyped, though. As as a as pretty much a pretty big GTA fan, um, I'm definitely looking forward to whatever we see come more than likely the Game Awards uh, next month. So let's get hyped. Let's get hyped. Get hyped. Actually, let me uh, read this statement to provide a little bit more clarity. Um, from uh, Sam Hauser. Uh, in 1998, Rockstar Games was founded on the idea that video games could come to be as essential to culture as any other form of entertainment. And we hope that we have created games you love in our efforts to be part of that evolution. We are very excited to let you know that in early December, we will release the first trailer for the next Grand Theft Auto. We look forward to many more years of sharing these experiences with all of you. Thank you, Sam Hauser. So there you go. GTA six exists is real is, is tangible (laughs) is tangible. Even though we technically got those leaks a while back too. I forgot about that. Um, but official on an official scale that it is ready to be presented and at least presumably being put down the tracks to be released in a somewhat reasonable time frame. Uh, that time frame, uh, uh, presumably being more than likely next fall of next year. So we shall see. We shall see. I'm, 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 I'm looking forward to it. I know that much. I know that much. Moving on. Uh, Steam Deck. OLED has been officially announced um, earlier today. Actually, it was um, it was uh, well, presumably leaked by GameSpot, but it seems like it was just like a weird maybe mistiming, like maybe they were off by maybe 30 minutes or something like that. Or maybe it could have been just the other way where there was like it seemed like everybody was it was planned essentially because other various outlets and media started uh piling in in terms of like you know revealing videos and stuff so presumably a lot of folks got this early and we did not know about it so nonetheless uh the um steam officially announced the steam oled steam deck oled model which is now uh going to be the official model going forward for the steam deck while they phase out the lcd models that uh you know we we knew and loved before, before now, now that, now that, that, that juicy, luscious, um, vivacious, even OLED is now, has now been announced. So doing some interesting, like, uh, tiering now, I think there used to be the 64 gig model, which was the lowest tier that's technically phased out, uh, officially. And, uh, at least the lowest model is now the 256 gig model. Um, 
which is the lowest in LCD. Um, it seems like that technically will be a consistent model. Um, and then now with the new OLED model, the middle tier is 512 gigabytes. Um, got Wi-Fi 6E. So if you have a capable router, you'll be able to, you know, utilize those speeds, which ultimately results in much faster download speeds there. 50 watt hour battery, um, which is an improvement from the previous Steam Deck. Um, they 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 save three to twelve hours of gameplay, or I think I've seen in some reviews sixty percent increase from the original Steam Deck. Um, a forty five watt power supply with a two point five meter cable. I suck with the meters to feet. What is .5 meters to two feet? I'm gonna assume ten feet or something. Uh, eight feet. Okay. That's fair. That is reasonable. Um, so you got that, of course, carrying case and all that stuff. So that is the 512, uh, gig model. Then there's a one terabyte model, which is 649. You got the, uh, one terabyte NVMe SSD, um, uh, 800p OLED screen, and you got the premium anti-glare etch glass as of that was of the uh, previous 512 gig model, the LCD, um, the LCD uh, tier, if you will. You got Wi-Fi six as well. I think the only difference really is the carrying case with a removable liner and the anti-glare and the one terabyte. And I think there is this model as well as the limited edition model, which is also pretty much the same exact spec, but you get the special, um, uh, they got that, they got that lustrous, uh, transparent, um, casing, uh, see-through. And then they got the, what looks like, a. it looks like a red, I guess some people would say orange, but I don't know. It's kind of like a, whatever, uh, mix between red, orange, like accents throughout the, um, the, the deck with the, the analog sticks, the power button, some of the fans and stuff behind it. That boy looked, that boy looked luscious. Let me tell you that boy looked luscious. Looks so luscious. Um, so yeah, we finally got OLED. I think that's generally what's everybody's complaints with the original steam deck when it came out was the fact that it wasn't OLED. Um, I think being the main, uh, issue and then, uh, you know, um, Oh yeah, I forgot. They did say, uh, it is a 90 Hertz, um, screen. So not kept at 60 anymore, but 90 Hertz. If you know, you got certain games that could, that can, and definitely will be able to, um, uh, take advantage of that. So that is also another dope addition, um, to this display. And I think technically it runs cooler because it is not, as hot because it is more efficient battery wise, which in turn results in a what better, I think 65 ish percent better battery life than the OG, uh, steam deck. So, I mean, when you put it all on paper, it, it, it definitely is a lot of improvements from the, the base, um, initial models of the steam deck. So it looks, it looks gorgeous. 
Um, I think also the, the screen, it technically is bigger, uh, screen wise, uh, you get, even though it's encased the same, there is more real estate being utilized. So the, the screen is technically bigger being able to, uh, minimize on the bezels essentially. So you get more screen within the same form factor to my understanding. So this, uh, this is looking, it's looking great. It's looking great. Um, yeah, at least for me, I don't know. It's, I definitely would want to get one, but I don't know. I always, always look at like, would I even be able to, as somebody who doesn't really hmm, extensively do portable, portable gaming, I don't know if I would really benefit from it because I barely, you know, play portably, um, if at all. And if I have the option, I generally would like have this docked and play it on a TV or something. But then again, it's like, I would generally would just play on a PC, you know? So it's a very, um, niche situation. Um, but yeah, it, it looks, it looks, it, it, from what I've seen, it looks really, really, really good. But, um, and I guess there was some kerfuffle in terms of people saying that like they weren't going to do this, but I guess that wasn't really cemented in stone or whatever. But, uh, in regards to the steam deck too, they said that they haven't found the technology yet to like fully go towards a steam deck too. So at least this will, this seemingly will be the standard for a good while. Um, if anything, so that is at least a good to be aware of, you know? So, um, Hey, steam deck. I mean, as somebody who's used it generally before is pretty great. It's pretty great. Um, you just, you just need to know some know-how in terms of Linux and stuff like that, of course. But, um, in terms of like, even if you don't want to use that, you could generally have a pretty good time. This is, this seems to be the, still the most accessible portable PC, uh, gaming handheld out there when it comes to that. So, um, yeah, that Wi-Fi 6C though, that is, that is a game changer in of itself. Um, obviously if you have the capability, um, if you have like a gig plus it is, that is where it'll definitely benefit you the most there. So 30, 30, uh, 30 grams lighter or 5% lighter technically. Um, yeah, I understand, man. Steam deck is decking. You love to see it though. Happy for valve in that respect. I mean, you know, uh, wasn't as successful with the, the, the steam console, but now at least kind of essentially doing the same thing in a way since you can dock this and consoleize it more or less, but crazy out of nowhere, out of nowhere. They go on sale next week, uh, November 16th. So there you go. Steam deck OLED. I did not see that coming. Not going, not going to lie to you. Uh, moving on. Xbox will start banning third, 
unofficial third party controllers. Um, this was via, um, well, this, this was pretty much through, through the, through the grave rinds, uh, where gamers actually started seeing that they, um, they got this message when using their third party controllers, which a very good majority of, of, uh, gamers have, uh, specifically, uh, the brook gaming, um, adapters, which they basically, um, let you use, um, mainly used probably mostly by the fighting game community where it can use adapters like fight sticks and stuff that, uh, technically aren't originally compatible with, um, an Xbox series console, but through an adapter that essentially translates it to be an adaptable controller, um, you know, works that way. But now, uh, they get this, they get a weird, uh, message that basically says, come this certain date, I think November 11th or something like that. Um, we will be, uh, third party controllers will no longer be usable on the Xbox platform. Something along those lines. I'm paraphrasing a bit, but that basically that's the message and people are start figuring like, what the hell does this mean? Um, unauthorized accessory. I've been using this for the longest and now it's not, comp- it's not going to be compatible anymore. So, which is, yeah, which is, um, is messed up. So basically the intent it seems for this is to charge controller maker, third party controller makers, a fee to license their controller with Microsoft, which in turn would technically in theory, let that said controller be allowed. But I think a lot of these companies would not want to pay that. So in turn, this likely would result in those controllers being basically <laughs> paperweights in a way I, you could probably use them with PC more often than not, but that's besides the point that, um, yeah, I think this definitely hurts, uh, seemingly mostly the fighting game community because yeah, those are probably the majority of folks that do use these specialized controllers. Obviously other people do, um, as well, but this, this seemingly is the community that had a voice there. They're like uh, disagreement, disdain, if you will, with uh, this, this change mostly, which is, it, it is messed up. Cause it's like, yeah, these are third party controls I'm trying to use. And I, the, the fact that, you know, what the, the series uh, X S has been out for like more than three years now. And now they're starting to change the policies and whatnot is, uh, is messed up is very messed up. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It feels like this is something that just obviously will be, be, uh, backed up on, uh, uh you know, um, <sighs> reneged in some way, you know what I mean? Like where they're just not gonna go forward with this. They're actually guys, guys, we've heard you. We, we, we know that controller, uh, third party controller, uh, priority is, 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 is of your most importance. So we are now in turn, uh, going back on that change. Who knows? But, um, at least from Brooke, the company that, that makes at least most of these adapters and controllers that are presumably going to be affected by this. They said, uh, we extend our, uh, dear gamers, we extend our heartfelt appreciation for your unwavering support and interest in Brooke. We find it necessary to share crucial information with you regarding, uh, 
regarding our Xbox console related products, which may encounter functional disruptions in the near future. And they show the affected products, wingman XP2, XP fighting board, partial, partial functionality affected for Xbox platform support. So I, I assume these are uh, devices that have a wide compatibility, but, um, specifically, obviously for the Xbox, they're affected there. So recently we have received player feedback concerning these products when used on Xbox consoles, latest OS version, blah, blah, blah. Uh, during online gameplay, an error message may appear. A connected accessory is not authorized. We deeply regret any inconvenience this may cause you. The Brook engineering team is fully committed to developing a solution to maintain product quality and functionality. Please trust that we will spare no effort in identifying potential solutions. Once further updates become available, we will promptly notify you through our official community platforms. Um, yeah, so yeah, so it, it seems like this is targeted mainly towards like cheat devices. I'd assume like, um, Cronus devices and, um, things that basically are kind of cheap measures that like, you know, um, at least I messed with one a while back, um, where it was like a Cronus device where you connect the controller via like USB to this USB dongle and plug it in. This is specifically for PlayStation at least. And basically you could do, um, at least for call of duty, a lot of like uh, very unfair hacks. Like you can, uh, like rapid fire, rapid fire, single, single fire weapons and stuff like that, which in a lot of cases give you an unfair advantage in, uh, things like that. Um, I know some destiny stuff in terms of various controls, I think more so for like farming and things like that, uh, doing stuff while you're away and things, things of that nature. So, um, I, that's what I would assume that they, this is generally targeted towards, but you could see the other side where it might be some like money hungriness, some backdoor backdoor shady deals, if you will, to try to get some recoup some more money when it comes to, you know, devices, uh, whatever. So it, it, I guess it's hard to see now, but at least initially it definitely feels very bad. Um, I guess the biggest thing is we don't know specifically who this affects when it comes to third party controllers. Like I believe or assume that if, said company, third party controller company pays Microsoft to be licensed or whatever, then those said controllers would then be allowed. But we don't know if these companies will actually do that more than likely. They'll just back out and say, Hey guys, sorry, Microsoft did this. We're, we're not paying the fee or whatever. So sorry, you know, so who knows really, but yeah. That is a, not a good look on Microsoft's end. I could definitely see if it was targeted specifically towards, Hey, we're targeting Cronus devices or, you know, um, devices that manipulate your controller where you can like plug in a controller and then, um, where the controller is being emulated and then you can use some other controller or something like that. But even then I think that's, I, I, and I, that even reminds me like considering like the, um, uh, the accessibility controllers for like, you know, disabled people that can't use traditional controllers that we can, uh, it's like, is this definitely going to affect them as well? You know? So 
it's a lot of, uh, it seems to be a lot of mystery, but at least initially it feels like this is very going to be very strict and rule out a lot of controllers that at least a lot of people are using otherwise. So I don't know, man, I guess we'll see, but yeah, at least initially it does not look great. So moving on. Resident Evil nine, um, via insider gaming. It was, uh, revealed that Resident Evil nine has the biggest budget of the series, uh, being claimed. Um, so being claimed by prominent Resident Evil insider that Resident Evil nine, which has reportedly been in development since 2018, uh, boasts the biggest budget in franchise history. It's supposedly a monumental title that will bring to a close the arc that has run since 2017's Resident Evil 7 was released, which brought about a complete revision to the well-established Resident Evil formula. Um, this seems to be shared by Dust Golem, uh, the insider, uh, revealed that Resident Evil 9 is costing Capcom a pretty penny, but that's because it's the most sizable game in the series ever. Despite being in development since 2018, it's reportedly not going to be released until 2025. So there's still a little while to wait. Um, the two things I've said uh, about it publicly is Resident Evil 9 is the biggest budget and longest development time of any RE game to date. It's been in depth since 2018, probably won't release until 2025 at the earlier sense development going super well a la RE4. RE4 was actually released sooner than expected after the initial reboot due to development going surprisingly great and smoothly. Um, second is Capcom have considered RE9 to be a closing chapter for a few things to move on, on to from there to new story arcs and focuses, take the series in new directions. So RE9 is sort of both a closing and beginning chapter of four things in Capcom's eyes. So it makes sense. Um, I think before this, I think technically it was RE6, I want to say. Could be wrong in that. But I say that because um, that could be just as concerning because, you know, RE6 put all that money into it and it, 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 it became too ambitious and um, I think that was pretty much a, it was that, that, that was a part of RE6's demise in a way where it just got too ambitious. And that was a problem for the game in a lot of ways where, you know, it was a lot of stuff that could have been cut out too much. It was, it was too long, which is surprising to say for a Resident Evil game. But yeah, for six, I'd say, yeah, RE6 was too long. Like literally the one, one campaign was at least um, would have been a legit, a legit game in of itself. If that makes sense. It was like, felt like it was pretty much like three games in one in a way, but I digress. Um, so yeah, that is my biggest concern, but considering that the development time that this is presumably going on since 2018, it, um, 
it, 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 I don't know. It, it, hopefully they, I, I assume they learn from RE6, so they'll know not to go that route, but just to make a very, I don't know, condensed, you know, cohesive Resident Evil that, uh, you know, hopefully we'll all love and enjoy but who knows, man, who knows? Some people are saying that maybe it could be, this could be due to going open world. It's kind of hard to fathom. Well, we kind of got a taste of it with RE3 remake where, you know, we got a taste of what it potentially could have looked like if, if uh, RE3 was open world where, you know, I, I, it, it seemed like there was an aspect of the game that, that was cut that like you could travel within raccoon city, like way more extensively than, you know, what we got in the official release of RE three remake. So I could see that I could see open world. Um, yeah, 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 that definitely could happen for sure. Um, yeah, well, who knows, man? I don't know what to expect with RE9. Technically, Ethan Winters' his storyline is is, presu- is is presumably done. So, it, I don't know. Maybe they just bring all of the 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 previous main characters back, kind of like the movie, the 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 RE uh, movie. I forgot what it's called, Dark Death Highland, and bring them back yet again and. <sighs> maybe make something, make it more conclusive and like what officially retire all the classic OG RE characters. I don't know. Who knows at this point, who even knows? Will they, will they go co-op? Will they do, will they bring co-op back? It's a lot of possibilities, a lot of possibilities. Moving on. So the uh, PS5 uh, digital, which is the new model that uh, will come and soon technically replace the current PS5 model, had a um, uh, comes with a uh, well, depending on which one you get, um, you can get a optional disk drive for the console if you wanted, if you just initially bought the uh, digital version of the console, but down the road, want to change your mind and actually add a disk drive, um, which you can do with this model now, way more expensive, but if you then to get it with the disk drive already, but nonetheless, if you do decide to do that, um, man, you might be in a bad shape if the servers go down, down the road because be because of that, you have to do an online check to basically pair the disk drive with the PS five. So pretty much ironically, you will need online connectivity to 
basically authenticate the, the disk drive to the, to your PS five on the servers. So at least from a preservation standpoint, this is definitely, uh, is, uh, not a good sign because, you know, down the road, if you wanted to play this offline, technically you could not because you would have to, um, do an online check to enable the disk drive functionality. Um, so something to consider, something to be aware of, you know, um, I guess the only workaround if you are like literally focused on preservation would just be to get a disk drive model, um, instead of the digital only with a disk drive separately. So I guess when you kind of think about it that way, if you are preservation minded anyway, you more than likely are going to get the disk drive model to begin with already in the first place. So it kind of weighs itself out, I think. So yeah, damn. But that, 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 uh, and I think some people were also pointing the fingers at Sony, like Sony, why are you doing this? You could have did something different, but it seems like from a legality standpoint slash, um, technical standpoint, it seems like there was no other way to do that, but to do what they did with having to do one, one online check to, um, enable the disk drive and, uh, associated with your PS five. So something with the times, I guess, you know, like a part of the times, I don't know. I don't know, man. (sighs) Every day we're slowly, we're slowly moving away from our goal for physical media to be permanent and forever. But I digress. With that being said, um, that concludes, that concludes all the news for this episode. Let's get into what I've been uh, playing, which has been Alan Wake 2. Putting a good amount of time, uh, at least so far, I think what I'm about like maybe 12 hours in, I think. And, um, yeah, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it as somebody who, uh, played the original Alan Wake, (laughs) which is funny. I think I played it like literally like almost a decade ago. Uh, technically. Yeah. I remember playing it on PC specifically. I think there was a sale at some point. I'm like, you know what? I like Max Payne. Max Payne is one of my favorite series of all time. I was like, you know what? I never really played Alan Wake. Let me try. Let me see what it's about. And that's what I did. Um, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. I played the, uh, PC, the PC version. And then I think I jumped on the Xbox arcade, like spinoff slash side thing. It felt like which, which was Alan Wake's American nightmare pretty much had a lot of the similar mechanics, you know, flash, uh, shine a flashlight on an enemy, weaken them and then, you know, shoot them. Um, but yeah, <laughs> um, some, something I felt like I kind of missed in a way 
was that I think I probably should have watched. I'm probably going to take, get, uh, take care of that at some point, but I probably should have watched a recap video of the events of what happened in Alan Wake one. Cause, uh, it's some stuff I forgot. So, uh, 10 years, I think that's, <laughs> that's understandable. So, um, yeah, I definitely plan to rectify that, uh, as well. Um, nothing too crazy. I don't feel like completely out the loop, but you know, some aspects I was like, uh, I don't recall any of that, but yeah, it's funny. They, they, I, I recall them saying that like, you shouldn't, you don't need to remember, you don't need to re- re- recall the events of the first game to play this one. But I feel like at the same time, you kind of do, you kind of do, you kind of do, uh, you kind of need to do some homework. I, I would, I would say personally from playing the game so far. So yeah, I guess technically control, uh, control is not as not necessarily as uh important I'd feel playing so far, but, um, that also would be beneficial as well. So, um, but yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it enjoying it so far. Um, at least initially it wasn't grabbing me as, as as much, but I think again, that was also partially due to not getting myself a recap before going into this one. I think that would have maybe changed some, some factors there, but yeah, the, the standard just, you know, uh, loop in gameplay seems pretty solid. Pacing feels pretty good. Um, yeah, at least so far, I think I wish there was more enemy variety. It feels like there, there's a lot of the similar enemies. Um, I wish they, there's occasional, you know, uh, variation from that, but, but for the most part, it, it, you know, I think it could use a little bit more enemy variety so far from playing. I dig uh Saga Anderson, the new character that you play as, so you know you can alternate. You could pretty much alternate or switch between the characters how you feel. I guess I was a little conf- confused by that cuz like apparently they said that you could just play just Saga stuff and just Alan Wake stuff, but at least just playing it without touching anything so far, it just seems to switch me back and forth, which I'm totally fine with, but if I maybe had an option, I probably would just go through all of Saga's story and then all through Alan's Alan Wake story and play like that. But I'm not sure how that is or if that's just the default. So I was like, let me just go with the default set and whatever they choose, whatever they do for me, I'm just going to play it that way. So that's what I've been doing. It seems to alternate you between the two. Um, it feels like so. Uh, but yeah, no, this, this game is definitely a trip. Very twin, twin peaks inspired. Apparently the first game was like this, but I, (laughs) I did not watch the twin peaks. I did not watch twin peaks when I played, when I played the first game, but I did re I think specifically during the quarantine, that is when I, when I caught up on twin peaks and I was like, damn, this is literally twin peaks, the game. So, um, there is that. So, um, that, that also kind of makes me want to replay the first one, at least to some extent, you know, having played, uh, 
haven't I, I haven't get uh, gotten Alan Wake remastered as well. I think it is available on PS Plus, so I might I might dive in that way too. But yeah, I got it for Xbox Series X. It is a man. That is one factor about the game too. It is gorgeous as hell. It is beautiful. The graphics are just. I I had to check like man is this man is my my, my Series X can do this I didn't even <laughs> I I didn't even know um yeah it is it is great uh, mind you also playing on an OLED I think that also factors into an extent too um that OLED baby that that that's the game changer now and of itself but um yeah thoroughly enjoying it. I dig, I dig the survival horror aspect they added. It definitely feels way more survival horror, of course, because there is, you know, item management and, uh, you know, um, having to store items like Resident Evil. So um, I, I, I definitely prefer that more for this type of game than what was in the, in the first Alan Wake. So I am thoroughly enjoying and digging that as well. Um, but yeah, that, no, it's just moments in this game where he's like, damn, this is, this is, this is next gen. Yeah. This is definitely a like, man, I don't see how they could, how they could pull this off on like a PS4, Xbox, <laughs> Xbox one. You could forget about it. But, um, yeah, I like the, they have this aspect or element mechanic, if you will, to the game where it is. Um, what is it? you can swap between like your mind palace, which is like basically just this kind of hub that's I uh, presumably in your head where you can like uh, do weapon upgrades and then like um, figure out your case. So you have these note pin notes and pins that you like basically deduced deduce uh, various aspects of cases you're working on. And um, you know, when you see new things in the environment, it'll, you know, prompt you like, Hey, this is a new element to the case to try and figure out. And, um, in some cases you need to do that to kind of progress the, the game forward and also ask, uh, unique questions based off that. So at first I was kind of off put a little bit by it. It felt a little too, uh, intimidating, I'd say, but the more I started playing with it, the more it, it, it did, it did feel pretty good. So, um, yeah, man, Alan Wake Two. I am, I am thoroughly digging it. It took a little bit for me to get into it, but then now I'm at the point where, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm invested. I'm, I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm invested. Dare I say? Dare I say? I'm motivated. <laughs> now I'm motivated. <laughs> oh man, that gets me every time. Um. Yeah, Alan Wake 2. I've been waiting for you. That should have been the that should have been the subtitle. Alan Wake 2. I've been waiting for you. I've been waiting. I've been waiting so long. What was it like? When did Alan Wake 1 come out? I think 2011. Oh, 2010. Uh, May 18th, 2010. Damn. Damn. I've been waiting. I've been, I've been, I've been waiting. 
I've been waiting. Um, so yes, um, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3, uh, the campaign technically came out last week, so I did play it when it, uh, dropped via early access and man, um, yeah, I, uh, if you've not heard in terms of the, uh, the internets in, in regards to sentiments towards, towards the campaign specifically, um, it's not great. It's not great. And I, I would agree. I would agree in a lot of ways. Um, it feels very, uh, rushed, which kind of makes sense because I think there was some news, uh, from Jason Schreier himself, um, revealing like, uh, the crunch, a lot of crunch with this game. And they only had, I think like a year and a half to make this. So when you put that in perspective, I kind of, I kind of, uh, uh, at least partially feel compelled to give them a little bit more leeway, but, um, at the same time, no, <laughs> um, yeah. So I, the biggest issue with this game is the campaign specifically is that at least it starts you off where you're like, Oh, okay, this is this, I'm digging this. I'm digging this. You breaking out some, breaking out someone out of prison. Oh, well, Makarov really, I think that's been kind of publicly known. You, uh, start of, uh, start as shadow company, breaking out Makarov from prison. That whole level scene was pretty interesting. And then the next one you do what they call free combat missions, which is basically they drop you in, um, what is the, what is the map? Um, what's the war zone one map? The name is losing me. Not El Masra. Uh, Verdansk. Yeah. The, the original, uh, map for Warzone, Verdansk. So basically they drop you in Verdansk, like a, a secluded section of Verdansk and then have you do these various like busy, busy missions, like no, like Michael Bay fully like a uh, theatrical, um, you know, a scripted mission at all. No, just like a, a very, uh, how would I say a very arbitrary, arbitrary, tedious type mission where, Hey, you need to disarm like three bombs in the area. You got to find them and disarm them. Go ahead. And you know, it just, it just was not working. It just, it felt very half-assed, you know, like, just like you could tell, you could literally tell like, Hey, this is, this is clearly where they were trying to, you know, um, uh, make up for lost time, if you will. Uh, which I think technically if, if it was done right and if it was like more care put into it, technically, I think it, that potentially could have worked, but it just felt just the presentation, it just felt too, it felt too half-assed for me personally, which I think a lot of other people are felt the same way too. So it's pretty much a mix of like, um, you know, traditional missions and then these missions, which I'd say more so though, the free form, uh, half-assed missions than, than these. Um, and then there's the weird dissonance where, you know, you got these really like weighty, cutscenes that go on 
And then right after the cutscene, all right, all right, uh, Farah, um, go ahead and disarm and go ahead, go ahead and find those packages. It's like, especially coming off from the previous Call of Duty campaigns as well. That also makes it way more, way more glaring of a like a issue in of itself, personally, I think. So you have that. And mind you, I was coming into this where I heard like some some murmurings like, hey, um, yeah, this this campaign ain't it, man. This this ain't this ain't good. Um, so part of me was thinking like maybe it's too short. My my litmus is like five to six hours is generally like a typical Call of Duty campaign, which I pretty much I think I was the time it took for me to fully complete this. It maybe felt longer because I was playing this across multiple days, but whatever. I I wasn't fully like I did not play this in one sitting where maybe I might have leaned more towards that. But yeah, so I was thinking uh, maybe it's just too short or something like that. But then, uh, yeah, after playing and after playing it and fully getting the full effect of it all, it's like, yeah, just the, the those those freeform missions were very much. Uh, we don't have much time to do this. We were, we were initially going to make this just DLC to Modern Warfare 2, but you know what? We like money. So you know what? Uh, get to work sledgehammer, go ahead and make a campaign and make this, make this a fully, fully fledged game to pay uh, yet another 70, $80 on come on, let's go crunch, 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 (laughs) which is, uh, yeah, that's definitely what it felt like. So. So there is that. And then, uh, no spoilers, but the ending was very, was very cliffhangery way, way too for a trip for the third game in this series of the, of this, the reboots way too, uh, cliffhangery. Um, it, it, it is probably one of the, it's probably up there with halo two with like one of the worst cliffhangers. Um, cliffhanger endings of all time. Yeah. I'd say it's, uh, it's probably, yeah, at least from recent memory it's definitely like, I feel like the worst cliffhanger in games. That's, uh, at least from recent memory, this feels like one of the worst. Um, my assumption is that they're gonna it, have you use this as an, as an excuse to do more, um, do more of the raids that used to, that were, were in modern warfare two, which nobody really want to play those because <laughs> I'm showing, <laughs> I'm showing my colors. Nobody don't even want to play those. Cause you have to play with other people or, you know, have friends to specifically play with that friends that want to play modern warfare that want to actually do that, which that's just a whole like daunting, um, just already expels energy for me. Just to even think about that, that why I'm not a fan of the raids, um, which, you know, I've not really played raids in destiny either. It's just the amount of coordination. And then you potentially going to get pissed off at some, somebody going to get pissed off at you for doing a specific, and then you spending countless hours trying to do this. Uh, just raids don't really appeal to me, um, from, you know, what I've, observed at least. So that's my assumption, either that, or they're going to 
implement this in with like another with one of the the seasons of of Call of Duty multiplayer wise and use that as an excuse, but that just no, I'm just that that just is a very half-assed way to. <sighs> yeah, that ending was that ending definitely was like okay, yeah, this sucks. <laughs> I was I was like I was like I wasn't I wasn't quite sure after everything was all said and done, but the ending. The ending that that's what did it for me. I'm like, oh yeah, this is horrible. So yeah. 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 Very unfortunate. The third third game in this series. And nope. It's not it, man. Multiplayer, I think, is another story. I think the multiplayer actually might be one of the best. Might be the best since Modern Warfare twenty nineteen. Um, at least from, you know, what I played beta wise. And uh, things like that. But outside of that, uh, yeah, th- this campaign was a miss. 100%, 100% miss. Um, yeah. So there you go. Modern Warfare 3 campaign. Uh, mind you, as somebody who is a fan of the campaigns, I generally, I, I do that. I play the campaign first, even way back, you know, with the first Modern Warfare, the first, you know, Modern Warfares. Play the campaign, beat the campaign. Okay, let's get into that multiplayer. You know, that's that's been generally my flow when it comes to that. So as somebody who has thoroughly enjoyed the previous campaigns, like uh Modern Warfare 2, I remember was being pretty good. Uh 2019 was pretty good as well, and you know, so on and so forth. So it's not like, um, you know, I, I would rather have had a traditional scripted, uh, experience for campaign. Um, and this definitely, I think it showed me as well as many, probably presumably many other, um, gamers, um, that, that are a fan of the campaign, Call of Duty's campaign, um, feel the same way in terms of like, yeah, this just makes me want scripted where, you know, people were complaining like, uh, I don't, I think we, we don't need to have another traditional call of duty, modern warfare experience, whatever. So yeah. Then, then they also had like, they had the equivalent of no Russian, but it felt very weird. It was, it was like, it was like a forced experience type thing and not actually, it didn't feel meaningful at all in any way. Like to the plot story, it just felt like very, heavy handed, heavy handed. Yeah, definitely very heavy handed. So unfortunate, unfortunate, but I think we all suspected this when this was at least rumored to be DLC. And then, uh, quote unquote now is, is a fully fledged quote, quote unquote game. So hopefully I'm, I'm pretty sure the, the multiplayer will make up for that. So, um, you can't, you can't win them all, I guess, you know, you can't win them all. And with that being said, that concludes what I've been playing, getting what I've been watching, which has been, uh, Gen V, uh, the finale premiered, what, two weeks ago, it feels like. Um, yeah, that finale was pretty, pretty dope, pretty dope, pretty dope. Um, you know, you of course had the various antics that were, you know, reaching their conclusion mostly. Then towards the end, you got, uh, you got a few cameos, which, uh, I won't necessarily spoil, but you could probably guess 
who they are. Um, and that was, that was definitely dope. Um, and at least getting confirmation after the show was said and done, how these lead into, uh, the next season of the boys, which is, uh, uh, pretty dope. I'm always a fan of crossover stuff when it's done right, when it's done right, I'll say that, but Hey, I love me some good crossover, you know, continuity, um, sign me up. I'm, 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 I'm all in. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with, with the boys season four, specifically the virus, um, that, you know, said character found that will definitely make some things interesting in the boys for season four. Um, yeah, man, Gen V I was, I'm, I'm very surprised after everything is said and done. Um, I wasn't, I was very skeptical going in, but then, yeah, that first episode actually got me. I'm like, yeah, this is literally the boys, but college, college form really which uh, you, you would think you would, would kind of be annoying in some ways, but no, it actually, it actually works a lot. Um, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy the boys. Um, uh, <laughs> Gen V, my bad, they, because they go, they go hand in hand. It feels like now I'm just synergizing them together in my head, but yeah, Gen V don't sleep on it. Don't, well, if you're a fan of the boys, don't sleep on it. Um, also, watched Loki season two, um, episode four, I think, um, which was very good as well. Um, I really, it's hard to, to, to know where things are going even more. So now in a way, um, considering how, how it ended, well, you could kind of get an idea, I guess. Um, but yeah, just seeing how I, I quite, I kind of do know, but I also don't really know. That's kind of how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but yeah, I'm, uh, I'm curious. So at least the finale, the next episode is going to be the finale. Um, so I guess I'll find out later tonight because I'm curious. I am curious. I will say that that's for sure. That's a hundred percent. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, also, um, Invincible, uh, season two premiere. Oh, that was a, yeah. Last, last Thursday was a, was a marquee night for a television. It felt like had the boys had, uh, Loki now invincible premiering, um, as well. Uh, yeah. Invincible, uh, season two is, is weird. Mentally. I thought that this was the technically the third season cause I think, uh, the first season had like a pretty substantial break and then started releasing other episodes. So at least in my head, I thought it was already two, two, two seasons already, but apparently not. So at least now officially season two 
And um, I'm, I'm digging the direction where things are going They're They're, they're, they're dabbling in the multiverses, the, the multiverse aspect now, which, you know, tech, uh, I believe is, is from the comics also. So, um, it's funny there, there is kind of like a, a Kang equivalent in a lot of ways. So I have been uh, thoroughly enjoying that also, um, just seeing their take on, uh, multiple universes and you know how that plays out and um yeah no I was interested to see um damn it what is his name I'm just gonna call him invincible I forgot his I forgot his name but seeing invincible seeing invincible um now in a post season one like light where he's technically out of the the uh the league or the the coalition, whatever you call it, that, um, you know, uh, fights crime and protects the earth, um, after the events of the, the first season. So seeing him trying to get back and seeing just all the, the ramifications after what happened at the end of season one, it was, uh, was, was kind of interesting. Um, and of course, you know, the action, the gore is still there, um, which I thoroughly enjoyed also. I, I really dug what, what felt like uh Batman was it in Batman V Superman? I think it was where they showed you this post-apocalyptic universe. Um, maybe it was justice league. It might've been Justice league where they showed you this alternate post-apocalyptic universe. And it's like, why are you showing us this? What, what is this gonna, what does this imply? And, you know, just to see that and just, just see that, Oh, that's a universe that exists, I guess. So, um, yeah, without spoiling stuff, that's, <laughs> that's the most I can say about Invincible, but I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Oh, that was a great night. Great night for television. It really was. Then. Finally. We have finally, finally got the end. Reached the end of, um, Attack on Titan. It's over. It's over. It's over. It is over. I'm so thankful. Um, yeah. So yeah, after <laughs> them stretching this damn last season, final season, last last season, final season. For real this time, EX Alpha Omega um, final chapter. <laughs> we finally got the last episode of Attack on Titan. Um, it was pretty good. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, it was nice to finally just see a conclusion. I think that that more than anything was like just had me invested. I'm like, OK, y'all been stringing this on for like what? Uh, Technically, it, it uh, yet uh, yet again over a decade. Well, at least the course of this whole series has has uh you know transpired. But yeah, literally this this whole series spanned over a decade, and um yeah, at least ah, it just it just feels so good to finally just have a conclusion to this damn series. I've just that I've just been at that point where it's like okay. We're going to give you one episode 
And you're going to have to wait a, a whole year for another episode, the next, the last one. Actually, you know what? No, we're, we're going to have one more episode. And then, then, the, then the one after that is going to be the last one. It's like, all right, guys, come on now. You just, you just pull my leg at this point. Let's just, let's just rip that bandaid off right now. Let's get, get it over with. So, um, yes, it was great without spoiling anything. It was great. Things were concluded. Um, uh, have some some weird disagreements with like the 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 end end. It just it is not as uh as 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 um happy or uh, yeah happy as you would like. But I mean at the same time, the more I thought about it, it is kind of it is realistic. I will say that I definitely needed some some YouTube videos to decompress what I just saw um, afterward to kind of get a full understanding. Cause I definitely was a little lost after, you know, seeing it fully, the ending fully, but now it, it, it uh, it, I have come to grasp. I uh, come, come to grasp reality in regards to the ending of this. So yeah, man, attack on Titan is finally over. Um, glad we find, <laughs> I'm glad we got to witness it. Um, and, you know, uh, it fully run its whole course. So yeah, man, I, I really would like to be the person that like, you know, just never like caught on the attack on Titan bandwagon, what at, what have you, and just watched this, you know, fully through, through, throughout, um, all the way through. But, um, they're, they're going to be in for a treat. I think that person may enjoy this, this, this way more than I I have, because I felt like, uh, there, there are also segments where I forgot a lot of elements because they spaced out these, uh, these episodes so long, uh, from, from one another. So yeah, I think, um, I don't know, maybe at, at some, some, some point in time, I may want to rewatch it fully now to see, kind of get a, maybe a different, uh, just to feel something, you know, <laughs> just to get a, see how I feel after now it's all been said and done, uh, not having all this damn space in between each other. So, ah, uh, finally over. I, I can, I can now <laughs> rest, I guess. Cause yes, every day I was just, just being angry, angry. Like why isn't the last, episode of tag on Titan happened. Why isn't there no conclusion? But I digress. Um, yeah, it's over. It's over. Um, so yeah, with that being said, um, that concludes this episode of, uh, switch of sites. Um, yeah, man. Um, where do I, where do we go from here? I don't know. Um, yeah. Well, um, if you did like this podcast, feel free to like, rate and subscribe on your various podcasting and video platforms. Greatly appreciate it. Uh, you can watch me record this live on twitch TV slash a switch. You can catch archives of this on youtube.com slash a switch. And until next time, y'all get your damn game on. Feel free to fuck. Oh. <laughs>
nobody's safe. <laughs>